The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, welcome in. This is Jeff Shannon, and this is Sumner County Spotlight. Welcome into the show, and uh, well, we have a couple of surprise guests here this morning, and I think that you're going to enjoy this topic. We're going to cover a bunch of different things, and uh, so mystery guest number one, tell us who you are. My name is Shanda Tripp, and I am so glad to be here today. And I didn't know I was going to get to be a mystery guest, but that adds a little bit of fun to it. So thank you. (laughs) Well, and then what do you do? Well, I really don't think this is a long enough show to tell you everything that we do, but uh, I am the founder of Love from Music City, and I am building on 50 years of humanitarian work of my parents. But about 10 years ago, we founded Love from Music City, and we help uh, foster care children, orphans, and veterans. Very nice. And you do a bunch of other things. We'll get into that, too. <laughs> uh, mystery guest number two, who are you? Hello, I'm Crystal Brown. I am a native of Hendersonville, born and raised right here, and um, been married for 25 years in July, have wow. three wonderful children, and I function in the role of the COO of Love for Music City. Good. All right. Since we're talking foster care and uh, helping foster children, being that May is Foster Care Awareness Month, uh, let's tell us about that. Well, number one, thank you, Jeff, for spotlighting foster care children. And yes, May is Foster Care Awareness Month. So we are counting it as our time to shine because there are so many foster care children who need a home. They need somebody just to care for them. So Mm -hmm. we are doing everything we can this month to spotlight and help bring awareness to foster care children right here in middle tennessee yeah so other than you know the month what do you do in the off months i I guess used to say when it comes to the caring of foster children and getting that awareness out there well i love for music city foster awareness month is foster awareness year for us every uh every day we work continually to try to raise awareness Mm -hmm. and to try to bring some joy and show some love to these children we have a uh huge christmas party probably our biggest thing that we do is our big Christmas party every December, the second Sunday of December, we bring in hundreds of foster children and each child gets probably about $500 worth of brand new items, (laughs) at least $500. We had some shoes donated this past year that was worth $500. Absolutely amazing. Um, We do that. We do a back to school giveaway. Uh, We do things for our single moms in the Sumner County um, school system. A lot of them are foster children that we, you know, a lot of people don't know that even within the foster care system, a lot of these girls are having babies. So there's uh, things that are, we are continually working on every day. As, as your agency, 
you're, you're helping in that awareness. You're not an adoption agency. No, sir. So no. you're there to help and get awareness and, and get people Correct. involved and help the kids as much as possible through the donations and the events to, to raise awareness. That's exactly right. We are not, we don't place children. We don't adopt them out or anything like that, but we try to facilitate and be an advocate for the child, for the foster care child. Mm-hmm. And our uh, mission for foster care children is to be the voice for the child. Mm-hmm. We feel like that many times foster care children have no say where they're going, uh, if they can stay in their current foster home, if they have to be moved. And it is our goal to be an advocate for them and let them know that they have a voice because they matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> they matter. And, and, you know, most people see the vision of them grabbing their plastic bag, their garbage bag, and go to one place to the other. And I think the last time we talked, we were working on getting uh, uh, suitcases or backpacks or something for them. So they didn't have to really pull in this trash bag everywhere they go. It's kind of degrading. Well, you know, they come in and they've just... Have nothing. Oh, have nothing. And they've just went through one of the most traumatic experiences possible. A lot of times the police are there. There's been fighting. It's the middle of the night. And they come in and they're able to grab a couple things and put it in a trash bag. And we at Love for Music City have come up with the love pack. Mm, I love that. And uh, this love pack places value on these children. It says that you matter that someone cared enough about you to put this together. It's going to have pajamas in it. It's going to have essentials, toothbrush, you know, things that you won't have in the middle of the night if you're Mm -hmm. just, you know, showing up. And a lot of times they have to stay overnight because they have such a hard time placing them. So um, we want to make sure that these kids know, look, we know that this is a hard moment for you, but people do love you and they do care about you. And uh, inside of that bag, there there will be all kinds of ways of them to know that. So in the the middle of the night, they come in and and a lot of the kids end up sleeping in their offices. Exactly. So would they call you and say, hey, you know, we need to house this girl or whatever? No, no. You all do that. What we're doing is we are placing the love packs in the hands of DCS, Camelot, youth villages, people who will receive the child and place it. And you've heard lots of initiatives about bags, like you referred to, because of the trash bag situation. But we're doing more than just a bag. Number one, it will always be new, brand new. Number two, it will have overnight items in it. So therefore, it's not just an empty bag for you to, you know, maybe get to put a few of your meager things in. It is a new bag of new items so that if they end up in the office, if they end up being placed in an emergency uh, home who won't actually keep them for however long they're in foster care, they'll have basically an overnight bag that they'll be able to feel like they're worth something. And hopefully it'll be something, the bag they'll want to keep. We are actually working, I'm not going to say the name brand yet, but we have had a wonderful popular sports name brand step up and they're giving us the bag. We're going to be able to give name brand bags to these kids. We're so excited. And sometimes that means a lot, you know, just having a, a you know, Michael Jordan shoes, you know, that to them, that that elevates their value. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Right. Well, so many of them are, all they get is hand-me-downs ever. And, you know, we've talked to DCS workers that say people donate these old used bags. Mm -hmm. They smell like, you know, cigarette and cats. cats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these kids are just as important as our children. Yes. And we want them to know that. I guess you would accept donations from uh, corporations or businesses. We are ex- excited to receive donations. So how would they uh, how would they get a hold of you to? Well, do that you can donation? always go to our website, lovefrommusiccity.org.org. 
.com.net. <laughs> Just put it in. It'll show up. <laughs> you can inbox us on Facebook. Um, I'm sure they could even contact this station and get a hold of you Absolutely. and you would hook us up, right? Because you. you care. That's you. why you have That's us right. here today. You care. <laughs> so, yes, if you feel so led, uh, travel size items of personal hygiene. So, your shampoo, brushes, toothbrush, toothpaste, comb, mm-hmm. things that are so meager, things that my personal children have never had to ask yes. for yeah. because it's been provided because they're loved. So those items, um, travel size items, and then we actually have a meeting today with a very high up person in DCS, and she was sharing with me a need I honestly didn't know, and that was the pajama situation. She told me the scenario, okay. how they're taken out of a home, three o'clock in the morning, maybe they're placed with a, a new person, or even if it's the next day at noon, mm-hmm. The new foster parent wants them to take a shower, put on clean clothes, and she said often they have nothing clean to put on. Mm -hmm. So then they're putting on a gigantic maybe shirt of the man of the house or whatever. So we are on a mission to have lounge pants, t-shirts, things that would be, you know, one size fits most, most in an age group right a lot of people don't think about that i mean we're, we're so about, spoiled exactly you know, we're just, <clears throat> how about new socks yeah. a new pair of socks to put on a foster child's shoe who knows uh on their foot what who knows what kind of dignity mm-hmm. that might give them yeah. in the worst moment of their life so here's a question so let's say somebody came to you and they go look I've got this car I want to provide to somebody. Would you accept something like that? I know there's, there's things you got to go through in it. That is true. Yeah. And we are very uh, capable of going through those things. But you sign the back of that title and, honey, your problem is taken care of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this past uh, December, we actually were able to give a car to an aged out foster child. It was a truck. Okay. A, little yeah, truck. a yeah. truck, yeah. To a young man. Yeah. To a young man. And um, in all of his worries when he was getting ready to age out, his biggest concern was, how am I going to get around? Yeah. How can I get a job? I don't even have a car. And so when he received the car, it was the most beautiful thing because he was 90% of everything he was concerned about not being able to do, he was now able sure. to do it. Yeah, you got to have wheels for sure. Well, without wheels, he probably would be homeless. Mm-hmm. And you say, how can that be? No, he's not living in his car, we hope. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get to and from a job, mm-hmm. then how are you yeah. supposed or to, school. or school? Right. And yeah. there are government programs to help aged out uh, foster children, which we're thankful for. But if you don't have transportation, you can't even fulfill your end of the bargain to yeah. get those said grants from the government. So, yes, it's so very in, important. In the state of Tennessee, you age out at 18. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, in Florida, they upped it to 21, which was kind of cool. They they did that because they were running into a lot of that situation where 18-year-olds, they're not worldly. No. A lot of them don't even know how to boil water. Right. How do I cook for myself? I don't know. How to, you know, you hear stories of, of, of girls that have gone out. They've aged out and they get a thing and they try to cook and leave things out that's not refrigerated right. So there's nothing. They don't know how to do a checkbook. That's you know, right. so these offering classes on how to balance, how to yes. budget, how to set something up, how to how to spend your money wisely. Yes. Contribute to society Absolutely. is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So right. it, it's mm-hmm. an education process, you know, with these different classes. I'm sure there's those things are, are out there for them. There are. Now what agencies do you mainly work with? We work with Camelot okay. Cares, we work with Omnivisions, and we work with Youth Villages. Those are the three main ones um, that we work with. And then we just recently partnered last year with New Frontiers, which is a group home out in Smithville. And the sad thing is we 
have this many of them. Yeah. We and shouldn't have. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, and they're all overran. But we also work directly with DCS. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no shortage of opportunity on our end Absolutely. to so do where, what we're doing. Where's this? I know uh, Governor Bill Lee, I think, is real yes. proactive with this stuff and really believes in it. So where, where are we at state level? Uh, Tennessee Hope. Uh, I think that's just what it's called. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Hope. I'm so proud of our governor. He <laughs> just started this initiative and he's actually trying to get churches and businesses involved. So if you're a business owner, if you're a church, a deacon, a pastor, you need to go to that Tennessee Hope and it will lead you how you can be connected. And I was proud of him for reaching out because there's always this, you know, separation of church and state. But the truth is the job is never going to get done Mm -hmm. if the community does not get involved. Absolutely. The church does not get involved. And so we encourage everybody in any way, if you'll go, you can volunteer, you can let your facility be a meeting place for uh, custodial visits and those types of things. It's it's a great initiative. So Mm -hmm. we're very, very happy to see that. And we're hoping that will make it easier for us to do some of the things that we do. Well, I mean, this cause is a very emotional cause. <laughs> to say the least, there are so many things that the community can do. And even if small things really help out and having them get in touch with you and, and helping you do this, it's a challenging task for you, I can imagine, to try to keep up with all this. But I think it's if, if people getting involved, it's going to touch their heart. It's just got to. If it doesn't, you're, you're you, stoned, right? man. It's like, <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, so many people in our society, I believe, have become so hardened towards yeah. stories because they're so common. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like a TV story or a movie. Mm-hmm. But these are real life children and yeah. these are real life stories right here in our own backyard. These are the poorest among us. These are the orphans of right America. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and we got a big event coming up yes, in our do. next segment. We're going to talk about that. And then when we come back, I want to go into just maybe a couple of stories because we got to reach somebody's heart. We got to we got to ring it for them. We got to ring it on, as you say. So we'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon, uh, welcoming you in on this uh, Sunday morning. And I'll let you know, this is going to be available on our podcast page at whinradio.com starting on Monday morning. It's going to be right there under the podcast section. You'll see it there. Go to Sumner County Spotlight, click on it, and this should be one of the first broadcasts. So we uh, help you learn through these these podcasts that we do. So thank you so much for uh, Shonda and Crystal coming in here. They're with love from Music City. You know, we were talking on the, before the break on the other side that, you know, there's some horrendous mm-hmm. stories that these kids have, events that they've gone through and it's sad that they have to live through that. Well, uh, most foster children have gone through horrible trauma just to be taken from the home. Mm-hmm. Something severe has happened. Uh, their parents are drug addicts. Uh, dad's in jail. Mom is dead. Maybe dad killed mom. Who knows? You know, some horrific thing. So they probably may or may not have witnessed something. Maybe they were beaten. Maybe they were sexually abused. So they already have been horribly traumatized. Then they can be, they will be placed in foster care. And sadly, the dirty little secret of foster care is unless it's the right parents with the right motives. Yes. Anything can still happen. Sure. We have one uh, young lady that we are currently helping, and she, by the time she was in middle school, she was in 60 foster homes. One month of her life in foster care was the best month of her life. She begged to get to stay in that home, and she could not. She was moved. Every other home she was in, she was abused. 
She was tied wow. up. In one home, she was tied up with a plastic, with plastic Walmart bags and beaten with <sighs> an extension cord until she passed out. And this girl, how she is even a contributing person to society, I don't mm. know, other than God's love. And that is yeah. the truth. And it is people like her who make me think, okay, maybe we can help somebody. Sure. <laughs> maybe we can inspire a loving home to be foster parents. Mm-hmm. Someone who actually wants to love these kids back into reality and society and saneness. Um, but sadly, uh, when the right people don't step up, the wrong yeah. people do. Yeah. Because there is a check from the government mm-hmm. when you when you take in a foster child. So what happens is you get the wrong people stepping up to only uh, for monetary reasons. And then the same type of issues that were happening in the birth home mm-hmm. are now happening in the foster care because no one no one's watching. And you can, of course, say, where's the DCS worker? Okay, let me just say thank you to every DCS worker. And these people are overworked. Totally. In Tennessee, we have, right here in Tennessee, we have over 7,000 foster children. And we have 2,000, and now we're 2,000 homes. So where's that other 5,000? They're in offices. They're doubled up in homes. They're and these precious the caseworkers are caseworkers are pulling their hair out. So what is the answer? See, well, the only answer is somebody. And who is that somebody? You might be listening today. Somebody has to step up and say, you know what? Tennessee is better than that. We're, we're, we're going to do something. Maybe, even if you can't be a foster parent, maybe you can be, what is it, respite care, yeah. they call it, where you can um, basically babysit, be a sure. big brother, big sister kind or, of thing. Or better yet, adopt. There yes. you go. How now, about here, that? Let me tell you something. Yes. Th- this will shock a lot of people that are listening right now. We adopted three children from the state of Florida. I have not paid one dime, okay, to health care, eye care, dental care. Wow. Not one, you know, and they're luckily they haven't been, you know, sick or anything, but you, you go through your medications, you go mm-hmm. through your, your exams. And when we transferred up here and then of course got a hold of 10 care and we're, they've been great with us. That I mean, awesome. we get the cards. I mean, you just go, it does not cost you anything. Now there's some great? limitations on things like eyeglasses. You get, you know, one exam a year, that kind of thing. But I understand that it's okay. You're, you're going to adopt a child. It's not going to cost you anything or on the other side. Okay. Go to a private agency and go down to Guatemala <laughs> yeah. or in China yeah. and try to adopt uh-huh. a child for 30, 40 grand. You got it. And see see what that does for you. Mm-hmm. And no free glasses. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't know their background. Yeah. At least we have a, a right. book. We have a whole book on each child mm-hmm. that tells everything about them when they're born, you know, what we know mm-hmm. about the parents. Mm-hmm. And some couple of them we know that the one we don't know a whole lot about. But, you know, we, we got them when they're babies. Now they're 20, 21, uh, 16, and 14. Wow. You know, that is so awesome. <laughs> and, that is so awesome. And Brandon, our, our youngest, December 26th, I was, uh, I think I was photographing a wedding or something, but Kathleen got a call, said, We have this baby, you need to come get him now. Mm. So she went down to the hospital on December 27th, I believe, and, and picked him up. The mother, you know, had the baby and left. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, I, I take that, but that was, that was Rachel. <laughs> the story just got together. But it was that quick that wow. that happened. And we had a newborn baby. Isn't that awesome? 
and he's been with us ever since, and now he's taller than me. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Well, can we just say thank you yes, to you and your wife yes. for doing that? Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's exactly the reason why we keep trucking and doing what we're yeah. doing, because people like you make us think, well, there are people out there yeah, that are right. willing to open their home and that will raise these children. And you're so right. Why go to another country and spend yeah. all that money? And we got all these kids right here in the right homes. Here. You know what I'm saying? We, right. we have to help our folks out here. Mm-hmm. And why go overseas? I mean, it just right. does not make sense to me, but, you know. Well, and you know, I, I wish we could all catch them at birth. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. so many times, it's not until they're three five, seven, that they come into the system. Yeah. You know, we had encounters with children who had literally been locked in closets, closets who were left in hotel bathrooms, who ate cigarette butts with ketchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? No, no, I can't. <laughs> and and on top of all of that, you know, the, the abuse, the physical abuse that they went through, the, the sexual abuse, the verbal abuse, these children, because as a, as a baby, everybody's like, oh yeah, I want yeah. the baby. But these mm-hmm. children are still lovable. Yeah. They're still yeah, worthy absolutely. of love, and they're and they're they may be broken, but guess what? Your love yeah. is the glue. Yeah. Your love is what's going to repair them. Your love is going to give them that worth that they need. And they're they're you're not going to be by yourself. If you take one of these children in, there are counselors, there are advocates that will be there therapists, with you, yes. and therapists, and work with you as a, a family in order to and bring healing. It doesn't healing. cost you anything. It doesn't, it doesn't cost you a cost penny. You not got, a penny. You know, going into the, becoming a foster parent, you have to go through a they don't, they, they don't call them map classes anymore mm-hmm. but they do have the class you go through and you really learn a lot i mean you think oh, i got this but <laughs> no you don't no. trust me but it, it's it's very educational and to know that you have a behavioral therapist available to you if that's needed you right, know? right. And, and they go through that and they identify these issues but you know all of that you know it's not a, a secret when you get a child, unless we have no background at all, you know, but you know, for the most part, you're going to have that. I just want to throw out there that America is still the greatest country in the world. And some of these things that we're talking about is why there's Mm -hmm. no other country on the planet that will place the child, pay for everything, even after they're adopted. And then there's services and good people who are standing ready, educated to help facilitate the entire situation. Yeah. And to make things even better, we have a big event coming up that is going to raise such awareness to this. It's going to be mind-blowing, okay? So let's talk about this special event coming up. So this um, Saturday, May 29th, right here in Hendersonville, over at 403 Walton Ferry Road, and we are having our first annual car show and concert. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is going to be a great event. We've got Todd Tillman, the 2020 voice winner. We have Mike Scott, Bob Miner, Travis Wetzel. We have Chris Golden. We have Don Ricks. We have we have people coming in from Alabama, from Oklahoma, I mean, from all over, because they see the value in raising the awareness for these foster children. Because if you don't know, then you can't be held accountable. That's right. So if you're listening today, you know now. And we have a, a celebrity judge as well. We do. We do. Our celebrity judge is uh, Charlene Tilton. Mm-hmm. If you are from my generation, then you remember the show Dallas. Yeah. And she was Lucy on Dallas. And she actually was a foster child in the foster care system and has an amazing story and has a heart of gold and she will be there to help us judge the cars. We've got amazing trophies that are being built um, by Watts. Watts Smoking 
metal works. works. Yes. <laughs> uh, out of Smoking old metal works. Yeah. Right. It's gonna, they're out, made out of old car parts and they're just very unique, amazing, amazing uh, pieces of art, actually. So we're excited. And you yes, are going to MC for us. Oh, a celebrity MC. Yes. yes. Celebrity Absolutely. MC. <laughs> now, my show bus will be where? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Out there in the in the creek, in the beach. that's where you're. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's going to be awesome. I mean it you really have so is. much talent. Uh, these entertainers coming in and they're not getting paid. Every everyone is donating, and we are so yeah. so grateful. And you know why they're donating? Because they care. Yes, <laughs> they care. How can you not care? How about can this? you not care? I mean, and these <laughs> are good. Uh, some are from Middle Tennessee, from or, some are from not, but good old Tennessee people who care about our kids. And here's the thing it's like eating an elephant right we've all heard this how do you do it one bite at a time so if everybody does something yeah. everybody does something you're going to MC. we have people who are going to sing people who are going to give their stories we have vendors and food trucks and all of that everybody's going to do what they can do and then together, we're going to see the mission accomplished, I believe, that so we at are. So at 403 Walt, Walt Ferry, Ferry, that's at Fireplace. The Fireplace, Fireplace Fellowship, yes. There you go. Hendersonville, Tennessee. And you got plenty. at 11 o'clock. 11, 11 a.m. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we want to get off there at 11, and it'll hang around till 3, three o'clock. o'clock. Show's over at 3. Yeah. And why don't you tell us, Crystal, about CARS registering. Yes. If someone, we still have a little bit of space. We do. And if you'd like to register a car, you can go to loveformusiccity.org and click on the uh, banner that they that has all of our artists and gives you all the information. It's only $20 to register and that $20 will go to work for a foster child here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, there you go. I mean, this is going to be such a a great time and I can't wait to hear you guys sing. (laughs) We can't either. Yeah, right? (laughs) You're singing with us, right? We're a trio now. Oh, wait a minute. Lip syncing, <laughs> Milly Vanilli, right? <laughs> Nothing on us, right? But uh, you got you guys have some musical background. You're yes, yes. Yeah. Well, both of our husbands are studio musicians. Yes. My husband is a, a drummer mm-hmm. and producer. Her husband is a piano player and producer. And my in-laws are uh, Laverne and Edith Tripp, which have been uh, they're best known for being a part of the TBN uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network yes. family for about thirty years. Wow. My husband was raised on Christian television, and so and her husband plays on about every uh, big album in town so we therefore love from music city our roots go deep in the music <laughs> right and you know every week we do a um a web show called That's girl right. sessions oh, yeah. and television yeah. show. and television yeah. show it's yeah. on the destiny network on roku uh roku, roku. on demand on, on demand yeah. we have roku up here and all these we, we, yeah that's why we're doing this. I, i'm telling you <laughs> and uh we're excited to have and welcome you yes. and kathleen next week yeah, on our show and that's it. at noon you can uh tune in live on our facebook page yeah. there okay. and you know we call it girl sessions because our husbands are out doing doing music sessions right. mm-hmm. um, and support us and yes raising money for us and we're <laughs> having girl sessions raising mm-hmm. money for children yes, right yeah right and i'll just throw that in there while you're saying that uh we take no salary from love for music city so in fact no one does uh, we pay vendors and different things that we have to but we are so did i was raised on the mission field and i watched my parents work their entire life and i have no regrets but there would be big organizations that raised so much money and two percent mm-hmm. would actually get yep. to the children mm-hmm. so i determined that will never happen with love for music city and it only can never happen because i have a husband <laughs> who is okay with that but um and thank you to johnny and crystal brown they they're donating technically all the time mm-hmm. because 
because they see the same vision, and that is somebody's got to stop putting their hand in the till yeah. and let's get the the work done. Well, I think when you're passionate about something, the money's irrelevant. You know, because you're doing something good. And yeah, this this, yes. this is awesome. And, and let me tell you, this this event is going to be so much fun. Yes. Where are we going to park everybody? <laughs> well, uh, Gene W. Brown, right down the street okay. there, uh, they've opened up their parking lot for us. Nice. And we'll have okay. a, a shuttle going back and forth. And there'll be um, parking in the front lot okay. there on Walton, Walton Ferry Road. So we'll be able to get, accommodate people. And you'll you know have signs be, up too. We'll have yeah. signs okay. up. Everybody will yeah, know exactly where to go. Got your policemen. We got, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this. Everybody's stepping up. We're excited. Well, listen, I can't wait for this. I can't wait to be on your show coming up. I know Kathleen is nervous about it, but <laughs> she's a talker. You know, when she gets going, I mean, she really knows how to attach to the heartstrings because it's such a passion of hers. Right. So when you when you hear that, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, thank you so much for coming in thank here. You, I just enjoy, you, you. you know, helping you all out because it's such a great thing you're doing. So thank you. So thank, you thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And thank we'll you. see you. See you soon. See Absolutely. Come on out. Yeah. May 29th, 11 o'clock. That's right. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, that concludes this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be right back after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. And, of course, you're here in the show each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock here at WHIN. Of course, you've heard the, the advertisements, but our good friends at F&M Bank sponsored the program, and we so, so appreciate them doing that. So we got another guest in the studio right now, and it's going to be interesting. I, I want you to listen up because uh, the, the information we're about to give you is it could be very valuable to you. We have Hal Hendricks. Now, he's the county director of the Sumner County Health Department, and he's going to give us some numbers, give us some information, some of the latest and greatest, uh, not from Dr. Fauci, but from Hal Hendricks. So, Hal, welcome to Summer County Spotlight. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Now, we started doing the COVID vaccines a while ago. December 23rd was our first official uh, day at Vol State where we uh, started ministering. And you had huge lines out there. Yes, yeah. And we had the uh, 75, 70s and older uh, is what we started with. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it was right before that was the uh, medical personnel and uh, first responders. Okay. Uh, we started with those the first week of or the end of December 23rd. And then we moved into 75 and older. Uh, 70 and older, 65 and older, and as we get down to 65s, we um, opened it up for 16 and older. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, and I went through, we had you know both of the, the vaccines and everything. It was incredibly how well run that was. I mean, it was it was like, I don't know how you <laughs> planned all that out, but it was fabulous. Yeah, we I just mean, got a, a great facility there yeah. at Ball State and, and was able to, we had over, there's over a linear mile of car space available from the front side to the back side. Yeah. We were confusing people because they were pulling up and they were going ahead and rolling their sleeve up. I said, no, you're just checking in here. There we're going to send yeah. you to the back side. Yeah. The National Guard really tickled me because they said, this is this looks like what we would do in the military. We would get prepped <laughs> here and then they would uh, do the service somewhere else. So. Yeah, yeah. But it was so well uh, orchestrated. The volunteers, those, everybody volunteered. Is that correct? Well, it was all health department um, yeah, okay. staff and yeah. uh, National Guard. Okay. Now, Ken Wider and the EMA, EMS, both Greg Williams, his folks are all helped out yep. right out of the, the bat, and we were able to really open up and, and really expedite and get people through. And we were averaging 200 an hour 
Wow. Uh, there. Uh, once we got <laughs> an, the vaccine delivered, of course, the month of January was a little uh, hairy because we were just not getting the vaccine delivered. But once uh, end of January, end of February, we got the ball rolling and it really started putting needling some arms. So you're doing Pfizer. Yes, yes. We, State, we, right? we, we had Moderna and Pfizer to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have capabilities with the uh, Ultra Freeze freezer. Uh, we moved direct, uh, strictly to Pfizer, and that, that made it a whole lot easier yeah. uh, also. So now I, I understand that the, it's not required to, to keep in that cold immediately. I mean, you have a little bit more shelf life. Yeah, there was some information that came out today that said the uh, Pfizer actually had a longer shelf life outside of the deep freeze. Okay. So that's, that, that's good news. <laughs> yeah. If they'd only known that back when they had to dump all that thousands of vials uh, that, you know, they thought yeah. were yeah, bad. This has been a learning process. And, Absolutely. And, and all, but you know, first and foremost is safety of the public, safety Absolutely. of administering the vaccine. Yeah. So. I understand that the numbers have really gone down for the, for the vaccine for the older folks and the, I guess it's a pretty much general population for those coming in. What what kind of numbers are you seeing now? Yeah, we really, since the mid to late April, we've seen a decrease in first dose people coming in okay. demand. There's unlimited space available uh, in our appointments from the day where we were uh, two, three weeks out in full of yeah. appointments. Now people can pull right up at any when we're uh, during our times, submit their information, get their shot, and they're in and out in 30 okay. minutes. So in order to, you still have to schedule the point. You have to make an appointment, right? Well, we'll, we'll take and drive ups, but we really encourage people to go ahead and book that appointment. That saves them 10 minutes or more sure. on site. Yeah. Cause we can go ahead and we'll have all your, your demographics, name, date, date yeah. of birth, yeah. all that. So when you pull up, you just say, yeah. Hal Hendricks, I'm here for my shot. We look you up, go there ahead and go. go over the information yeah. and away now, you go to get the shot. So where would they go to, to sign up for that? We're at vaccinate dot tn dot gov okay that, that website's still up and running and then they'll just pick the location and put in probably the zip code right yes it's been pretty easy very yeah. easy process yeah. to do and put then you find ball state and click it and it'll yeah. tell you you know what your appointments are and when you're doing it so you're just doing it uh, monday through friday we're monday through friday 12 30 to 3 30 okay well that's that's pretty easy to do <laughs> yep. and it doesn't really take that long especially now because the lines aren't really that long and you can get in and out of there pretty quick and then of course they want you to stay 10 to 15 minutes or so afterwards just in case so they, yeah, they can yeah. check that just just post shot just making sure there's no reaction and we've had very little if a handful of yeah. uh, minor incidents mm-hmm. no one it's been, it's been really uh, miraculous how how well <laughs> people have adjusted to yeah. taking the shot so tell everybody that i know that a lot of are, are frightened they think this is uh you know a devil drug or it's gonna you know have them grow a third head or something like that but it, it's completely safe oh yeah yeah i've done some research um back in the early 60s salk invented the polio vaccine mm-hmm. well from the day from the time he invented it to the, it was it was uh, approved and released was three years. Then think about the the paperwork and the data and the testing without compu- supercomputers and processing and all. Three years. All right, you go back forty to fifty years later, uh-huh. and once this vaccine was developed, it, it took a possibly six months or so of <laughs> testing it and all. And that's so amazing. In, yeah. And also in, in ratio to time, but our abilities with supercomputers and and science today it'd be equivalent sure well i think with the you know a lot of the red tape i'm sure there's still red tape mm-hmm. out there and you're going through the government and you're getting things these things uh, approved and uh, uh, set to go but it just shows you 
if you got to do it, they can make it happen fast. Yeah, we're explaining to some folks, I said, can you imagine if we did not have this vaccine until December of 2021, a whole year? <laughs> yes. We wow. would have to go through this entire year. I mean, it's a miraculous you know, in itself about how quick this these vaccines uh, got developed and got released and improved and how safe they are. I, I just couldn't imagine yeah. 12 more months of, of <laughs> what we were under pre-vaccine. Yeah. So let's talk about what the, the vaccine is actually supposed to do. Because a lot of think people are, they think once they have this, you get vaccinated, that you're a steel box. You know, that's not really the case. It's not going to let you get as sick. It's not going to keep right. you from maybe getting it, right? But you just won't get as sick. Right, right. It's going to prevent you from the, the severe respiratory issues and, and all that's associated with COVID. Hospitalization and death is really tremendously reduced the yes. numbers. I flipped through some data a few days ago and we not had, knock on wood, a death in Sumner County since like the 5th of May and wow. we were on long stretch yeah. in comparison back in the last 12, 14 months we've been through. Well, there you go. I mean, that, that's what they were trying mm-hmm. to do to prevent people from, from dying and yeah. getting hospital, severely yeah. sick and getting keeping them out of the hospital and it seems to have, have been working. Yes. Now, yes. what are some of the, I know there's probably instances where people maybe reacted to it or there was an adverse uh, situation and i know it's very nil you know very little yeah there was some concern uh at one time with the johnson and johnson blood clotting uh, i believe there was i'm not sure the current day but what last time i saw was six out of seven close to seven million individuals and when you look at that ratio you you thought wow six individuals out of seven million doses administered <laughs> that the um yeah fda and the cdc said hold off right quick let's take a look at this let's make sure it's safe and uh they went took a look said the success rate in the live save was was yeah. was beneficial yes i so mean they really it's got back. Be. so again i think people should should not really hold off on getting the vaccine. I mean, it, there's no really reason not to. I mean, some people say, I don't believe in it. You know, that's, I mean, that's their right, I guess. But medically, there's not really a reason why they should not do no, it. No, no. And, and there was some, some folks that I ran into in February that were in the 65 and older age category. And I said, when, when you're ready, uh, go ahead, sign up, come on out of all state. Let's, let's get your shots. And they um, <laughs> kind of hee-hawed around and yeah. said, no, nah, I don't think we will. I don't think we will. <laughs> well, unfortunately, hmm. both individuals were diagnosed in uh, late April with COVID. And I hate to say one of them passed. Yeah. And wow. And the sad thing is that they would, they could have easily come out and to Vol State, gotten the vaccine, been protected. And it's free. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Just a little uh, bit of time, you know. The, the whole, I guess, mystique about this and the, the negativity about getting the shot, I, I, I really don't understand it. My sister lives in East Tennessee, is fighting that. She, I'm not, I'm not getting, I, I just don't understand it. It's, you're not going to die from it. You don't have existing uh, medical conditions. You're in, in decent health. It, it's good or nothing but help from you actually getting it and then getting real sick so you know it, it was i compared it to wearing your seatbelt. you know years ago when they, the seatbelt laws came out and said mandatory seatbelt, and people were just whining and crying about i don't want to you know it's gonna it's gonna keep me in the car when i need to get out or you know it's my right how many lives has that seatbelt law saved? Sure. And, and who knows? You know, you don't wear a seatbelt just on occasion. You never know when you're going to come across that, that accident. 
So the yeah. same thing, you never yeah. know in the day when you'll be exposed to COVID. Absolutely. We're going to go and take a break real quick right here, Hal. We'll be right back on the other side, and we're going to talk more about the, the vaccines and uh, future things you have going on and uh, what the health department has in store. So we'll be right back after this. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon, and we've been talking with Hal Hendricks. Now, he's the uh, county director of the Sumner County Health Department, and we've been talking COVID and vaccines and, you know, the shots and, you know, this kind of thing. There's so much involved in this, and I think a lot of people really don't understand. And now that a lot of the folks are vaccinated, they're wanting to get out and get back to whatever normal is. Uh, so go over some of the, the concerns and recommendations you have if they plan on traveling. Yeah, I got a lot of people who've not seen family uh, in a year, year and a half and ready to go either across the country or even out of out of the country and do some traveling. There are still restrictions and protocol and policies in place. And we encourage individuals to investigate well beforehand what uh, the airlines, what different countries are requiring. Uh, it may be you need your um, vaccine shot record just with you or a negative test. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been one of the, the biggest issues is, is negative test and the timing. Some airlines in some countries say uh, seven days prior to arrival. Some say 72 hours prior to arrival. So they really need to investigate and find out. Um, so they need a test prior to going. They want to see that the, the yeah. test is 72 hours or whatever the time yeah, Before they is. board yeah. a plane okay. within 72 hours, you yeah. could you might need to show a negative test or so yeah. or, or uh, land overseas. We've been, uh, The health department, we've been working with some folks for the last two months that uh, have been going overseas and, and trying to get them in to get tested if they don't even have to come to us you can go to any any of the places that are testing but just know your know the guidelines of, and the parameters i hate to have someone get, you know, pay for a flight and then realize you know mm-hmm. get turned away at the gate sure. yeah. or get held at customs and you know because they're outside or have to have to quarantine themselves while you know on vacation so really investigate and, and get the numbers the, the hours dates and the guidelines down and you feel free to call the health department and and I'll speak to my staff We'll get you the right people and, okay. and get your um, some of your questions uh, answered. And you know we're we're ready to get people back to normal, back to traveling, back to what we like doing. Yeah. We want to do it in a safe manner. So shoot shoot a number to us, phone number they can call oh, in. Galton is 615-206-1100. Hendersonville Clinic is 615-824-0552. In Portland is 615-325-5237. Yeah. Or they go to the website, and then all that information's on there, and, and plenty of other information as well. What about the, I know the cruise industry is real itching to get sailing. And that's been, I guess the government's still hammering on them pretty tightly about mm-hmm. the, their requirements. But I would think it would be a no-brainer. If you're going to travel, you're going to do things, you've got to have some kind of negative test or have your vaccine card with you at all times because you're going to probably have to show it. Right. You know, and when you think about a cruise ship, you're putting 4,000, you know, new friends on a, um, a, a tube, a, a tube <laughs> with you. And um, you've got people coming from maybe 
50, all 50 states that are mm-hmm. going to spend seven days on this tube together <laughs> a few days before you're not feeling all that well and you think I spent this money I'm going mm-hmm. and then you realize you're, you've got a, a stomach bug uh, friendly individuals that we are we yeah. share it with everybody yeah. so uh, and that's been happening on these cruise ships for, for a number of years so making sure that you, you've got your, your paperwork up to date you jump on a cruise ship and, and know what uh, their requirements are yeah uh, that's do, your, important. do your research I think it's just yeah. it, it, but again uh, it it's just, like I said, a no-brainer to have the card or some kind of documentation show you had a negative test. I think going on a cruise ship, I think I would hold off a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can wait. I can wait a little bit longer, but it's uh, because even before COVID, I mean, you know how many, you know, legionnaires and, and you name all of the, the breakouts that happen on cruise ships. I've been on them, and, but I think now, and I would hope so anyway, that their cleaning methods have probably improved greatly, and the and the technology that they're using to disinfect everything is probably ramped up. That's a that's a, a good point. I, I believe that society wise across the country, every home, every office, every restaurant, every office, we in back of our minds. We, we think about that a little bit more. So we yeah. clean a little bit more. We walk, sure. Spend a few more seconds washing our hands. My spray yeah. right here. Wiping down surfaces, you know, and which can all only thing we can do is benefit. Yeah. No, be, it totally be is. For well, I will say something. If, if I guess if anything good came out of COVID, if there is, but think about this. I mean, prior to this, I mean, how many times did we touch things? And remember at the beginning of, of COVID, that don't touch your face. That's all you've ever heard was don't touch your face. And then people started realizing realizing how many times you actually touch your face, rub your eyes, your nose, pick your teeth, whatever you're going to do. And now I think a lot of that is they're so aware that we're really preventing a lot of these things. Maybe the flu. We might not be as severe next year with the flu because of all the precautions people are taking and cleaning surfaces and things that you touch. People are grossed out about going any public place, restrooms or anything you don't you don't touch. And uh, we have a, you know, a lot of places that are going to touchless you know, kinds of facilities where you don't have to touch anything, yep. uh, mm-hmm. which I think is fabulous. So I, I think if anything good helps, it's really up the awareness and helping us to, to prevent ourselves from getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that as a nation, everybody will think, all right. I need to really think more of my personal health. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to really protect myself from mm-hmm. from what's out there. And that's that's the two key things you can do to to improve your quality of life and yeah. protect your yourself from from COVID or flu bug anything. or yeah, or sure. You don't know what you're going to pick up. But I mean, a lot of people are walking. They go into a restaurant. They're they're you know got the Lysol wipes and they're wiping down the menus, wiping off the table. The because they said they did a study like salt and pepper shakers and ketchup bottles were nasty when they put a you know testing them with all the bacteria that's on there so people are wiping things down again you feel safer you know doing that so i think overall we're going to be a uh, cleaner society (laughs) and and some people maybe will turn into germaphobes but it's going to help them (laughs) yeah you've you've got all extremes yes absolutely so what are some of the recommendations and and what are some of the things that the health department is doing to help Sumner County? Well, we're of course, we're still testing Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, in Gallatin um, from 8.30 to 10.30, COVID, doing our COVID testing, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. At the health department. At the health yeah, department, okay. yeah. yeah. At all three clinics, you can come in and get your, your self-test. Okay. Uh, but between 8.30 and 10.30 in Gallatin, we're doing the uh, PCR test where our individuals will come out and do the swab for you and send them off to our our lab 
So question real quick. So when we come to the health department, like what we did, Kathleen and I went there at the beginning, and is that where they go into your brain? Yes. So that's yeah, a, yeah. And what is that? That's the, is that's that the, the PCR, PCR test. test. Yeah, and yeah. then the other one where it's just swabbing the, the, well, the nose. They encourage you, 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 it's a self-test. Okay, yeah. Everly Wells self-test. Okay. Uh, and you'll drop that in the in the um, UPS box okay. and get your results back. Yeah. And I went and had one, and had my son take one, and they said, well, it'll be 24 hours. And by the time I got home, I got an email saying, okay, here, here's your results. So I was very impressed yep. as you get them that quick. So We're, we're not out of the woods. We, yeah. it, the numbers are looking good. We're, yeah. we're under 200 positives for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, really tickled with that. Uh, the actives are, are dropping, uh, of course, uh, every day with the, the numbers. My concern is that it's going to ebb and flow. That we're going to yeah. we're going to um, get a see resurgence. spikes and yeah. comes back. And now it will it was going to be here for a while, but ebb and flow for a number of months. Yeah. When will the de- first day be that we see zero positives in Sumner County? I'm hoping sooner than later, Absolutely. but it's going to be months. It, um, now, there's any any data that shows that COVID is more effective in the cold weather or the hot weather does it thrive in one or the other it's just constant it's going to be constant you know yeah. we were thinking oh well the, you know in the spring of last year when we thought when it gets warm we'll have less people infected that that wasn't the case yeah. okay. uh, you know when the weather got, comes out people just get active in the yeah. winter time we're close together sure uh sitting next to each other at a basketball game or whatever or, or, yeah. or so and in the summertime we're out and about but we're active you know out yeah. and about at restaurants or at the movies or whatever it was but now i just want people to be aware of their surroundings aware yes. of, of surfaces and and you know we're encouraging to continue to wear a mask okay. and social distance yeah. now what about uh, i know there was some concern about this now that the weather is warm enough people want to go in the pool but i think there was uh, some data that i saw early on that covid doesn't live in chlorine and, and in the water i mean if you're face to face with somebody standing in a pool and you have it i mean yeah that's yeah, it's going to no, transmit but you're not going to get it from the water from the <laughs> latest i've understood uh, understood from the docs and the epidemiologists not waterborne mm-hmm. so it's not going to live in a pool plus the chlorine is probably going to kill it yeah. anyway i mean hopefully mm-hmm. Um, but there, are there some other precautions that, that people should should take other than, you know, the, the masking, which I think some people should still do that in some, some situations? Yeah, if you're especially if you're uh, immunocompromised yeah. and you've not got, definitely if you've not gotten the vaccine or if you're immunocompromised and you've gotten the vaccine, you want to protect yourself. I was talking to some folks um, earlier this week and they they said that, you know, they, they just felt safer wearing a mask in certain situations they said you know they won't wear it everywhere but yeah. in certain areas certain uh, locations they just felt like you know, a need to protect themselves from this point forward sure. now there's a, a thing there's some people out there that are on certain medications and they have to be aware of this and i think most people don't think about it they're taking certain um i don't know what they call them but the medications that would actually counteract the vaccine so the the antibodies won't be there because the medications attack that and it makes it null and void. So should they just yeah, go out that, and get tested those, anyway? Yes, they need to go. They need to get. Uh, they feel like they've been exposed. You know, we were still encourage people. Let's go get tested. The prevention yeah. is is worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, every, anybody that's immunocompromised or going to be around anybody that you know, family members or friends who have immunocompromised uh, mm-hmm. systems, you know, we still need to be aware of that. Uh, wear a mask. You know, keep extra. Uh, cleaning precautions, extra um, 
activities to, to clean and sure. protect them. But uh, they should go to their, their doctor and, and ask, I mean, is they're on this medication, this medication, this medication. Is this going to affect the, the, the vaccine? If I'm doing that, is it going to make it null and void? Yes, yeah, yeah no, definitely. Yeah, and, you know, get, get all the information, get that knowledge, talk with sure. their doctors and make sure that they're, they're fully educated and aware yeah. of the vaccine and what medications are doing. I mean, you got to do that to protect yourself. And it's I think it's really about education. And there's so much information out there, even on the on your site, learning about this and, and articles. So if you have a question, Dr. Google is out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Don't yeah. go strictly yeah, by it. But I mean, if you have a, a real severe question, and especially if you do have underlying conditions, you know, follow up with your physician and make sure that this is, you don't want a false sense of security, but you don't want to know that you're a steel box and it's never going to attack you because it very right. well could. Yeah, yeah you, it, you just never know. It's like the, the seatbelt. You never know <laughs> when that car is going to pull out in front of you. Sure. So you wear your seatbelt all the time. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to leave it at that. So how, tell us again how somebody can get a hold of you at the health department. Uh, 615-206-1100 is the Galton office. That's my uh, base, but I'll, I know, I'll go to all three and travel quite often. But <laughs> what about the, the website again? Vaccinate.tn.gov. Write that down, folks. Keep it out and, and keep that website open because it's uh, full of great information that's going to help you here. So, Hal, thank you so much for coming in and, and visiting with us and, and sharing this. It's, it's valuable information for sure. And that's going to wrap it up on this Sumter County Spotlight Edition. And we appreciate you doing this. And uh, again, don't forget, we're here each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at WHIN. And then on our website at whinradio.com, we're going to have it in the podcast section. You just hit the podcast, drop down to Sumter County Spotlight, and check it out. So we appreciate you. This is Jeff Shannon saying so long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.